Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line. And whatever your questions or comments are, I will get to them as soon as I possible. All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hi, y'all. Yeah, I'm glad to see everybody. And so um, my subject today, and I'll let you guys have something else that's on your mind. Uh, is your house Divided. Is your house divided? And the reason I ask that because when you're divided, then you can be conquered. You cannot say to a mountain, be, be moved and it shall be gone if your house is divided. And I've noticed that in the last 28 years, I've noticed that 99.999.99 999, but not all, not all, not all. 0.9% of people's houses are divided, and that's why they're not conquering. They can't say to a challenge, be gone, it's gone. Um, and the enemy loves to keep you divided. When the enemy can divide you, then you lose. I noticed that with Adam and Eve, if you notice when they were one with the, Eve was one with Adam, Adam was one with the father. Everything was fine. And then Satan came in and said to Adam, uh, I'm, uh, you know what? Don't listen to your father. Your father just want to control you. And he's like, no, get out of here. And then he went, and the next day he went to Eve and said to Eve, don't listen to your husband. Your husband just wants to control you. You need women's lib." You can be just like the man. You can be your own person. He cannot tell you what to do. And at first, he said, no, 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 I love my husband. And, and he's like, yeah, right. Your husband is weak. He's subject to his father. He doesn't even have his own mind. And he said to Eve, you could be just like God. Be independent. You can have abortions. It's your body, your choice. You can smoke cigarettes. You could join the slut walk, all kind of stuff. Eve like, yes! And so Eve believed into that lie, and she and Adam was divided. And since that time, they've been conquered. And so, um, and I noticed that uh, with, when someone become angry at you, you could have a really good friend. You're like a friend for life. And then something happens, you have some type of disagreement, and that friend gets so angry, and the first thing the friend would do, rather than walking away and wishing you well, the friend would go and try to divide. Oh, that person is no good. You know, I don't like that person, right? Divide, build an army to divide. And so, and, and I have something I want to read to you in a minute. But, um, uh, so my question is, is your house divided? Anybody ever thought about this? No? I noticed with the black family, the way that they were able to conquer black Americans is that under Lyndon B. Johnson, they brought in the government. They said to the women, you don't need a man. We'll take care of you. The men left, and it's just been downhill. Prior to that, for the most part, men and women were one. They were one together. They were conquering. In spite of the Jim Crow laws and all that, they were doing very, very well. But once they divided, then they, uh, they started to lose. Isn't that amazing? There's power in unity. It really is. And so my question is, this is so good. I can't wait to hear back from you guys. My question is, is your house divided? And Joel want to respond first. And the reason I know that is because I was talking to him earlier about it. And he had a very interesting response. And so, Joel, is your house divided? Uh, my house is, yes, my house is divided. But um, you put in different terms as when you told me, so it kind of changed a little bit. But okay. what I was saying earlier is that it's divided, but it's uh, certain things are still in place, but it's not fully in place, but it is indeed invite, uh, divided. They didn't hear the last thing until you went into your man voice. It is <laughs> indeed divided. It is definitely <laughs> divided. A little louder? 
It is definitely divided. In what way? How do you know it's divided? Because I'm not controlled fully by what is right. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Had you thought about this before I asked you? No. And oh. I was thinking about it hard after you asked me. <laughs> uh, how about you? Yeah. No, you. Is your house divided? I don't know. You don't know? This is over my head right now. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. And the whole purpose of these questions, because this year, is getting to know yourself. If you don't know yourself, then you're going to always be messed up. And so you don't know if your house is, what do you mean it's over your head? Um, I'm not even sure the terms of which it could be. In my mind, yes, my house is divided because my own allegiance is not just to the Lord, but I'm also constantly attracted and uh, distracted by things, so oh, okay. it is divided. Alright. How about you, Wayne? Yeah. Is your house divided? How do you know? What is the evidence or the proof of if it's divided or not? That's what you're supposed to be telling me. Because <laughs> if I don't know... This is a fellowship. Right. Yeah, I, I just don't know if it is or not. I mean, depending Why on... Why don't you know? Depending on what, you know, what that means. I mean, do you always, is it, does it mean you always make a right decision? And I just want you to define the term house divided. I will not. <laughs> okay. Uh, then I don't know. Yeah. But why don't you know? How long have you been a Christian? Oh. This is my good friend Wayne. He's okay. visiting from Tennessee. Well, a few years, I mean, yeah. And a few years what? You've been a Christian? Right. Oh, so why don't you know the answer to that? What have you been doing all these years that you've been a Christian? Uh, what have I been doing? I would say I pray daily. Well, more than daily. I mean, multiple times a day. I Read my Bible, I seek. Have you noticed that when people want to conquer you, they try to divide first? I haven't noticed. I don't tend to experience that. I work alone. Oh, you don't I, have any friends? I have friends, but you don't you know, they don't operate with... that way. <laughs> you know, I don't have friends that, that tend to operate that way. How about, you're married, right? 25 years. So is it divided in your home? No. Is, you, no. is one? Yes. That's, how do you, how that's do you know? Really, I thought about that this morning, how you know, wonderful it, it is. I mean, it wasn't always that way. I mean, that's why I, I know you. Yeah. You know, 20 years ago, we, we needed help. And you offered a lot of help through those years. Yeah. And so you have been paying attention since you moved to Tennessee? Have, you haven't been paying attention to your house? Since you moved to Tennessee? Been, yeah. And so you don't know if it's divided or not? It doesn't seem like it is. I mean, I mean, I just get up every day and pray and work and, you know, live my life. And it just seems to be quite peaceful. And it has for a long time. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll come back so, to you. Okay. <laughs> How about you? Is your house divided? Tell me your first name again. Tina. Yeah, Tina. I'm sorry, Tina. So I missed a little bit of what was discussed when before I walked in. Uh, right. um, but if you ask me if my house is divided, I live with my sister, and I think it's divided in our way of thought currently. Um, and how do you know? I'm, I'm in my own way searching for my own beliefs where she is is not are you guys twins no oh we're two years apart and so had you thought about this before today is my house divided no i have not thought about yeah, no. this. yeah is, is it a, a good question yeah absolutely. yeah all your questions are great <laughs> thank you i want people to start thinking god said think on these things not what you're going to wear what you're going to eat where you're going to sleep but think on these things and i'm telling you it's mind-blowing how about you your house divided you look like a good christian yeah, I've been a Christian my whole life. Um, you have? Yeah. Your whole life? Well, no. <laughs> I, I did grow up like in the church with right. my, my yeah. it's just been part of our tradition and our family. 
um, but just the last three years I've been walking with the Lord. So, right on. so um, is your house divided? No. It's not? No. And what does that mean? That question, what does that question mean? Um, to me, it means, like, so I live with my mother. Um, we serve the same God. Um, we have the, the same um, goals as far as growing spiritually. You say and, you and your mother? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we have the same goals as far as growing spiritually, and we pray for one another. Um, I support her. She supports me. Um, we did clash a lot when I got home from college because I was struggling to have my independence, but um, we finally came to a, I don't know, I don't know how to call it, but we finally agreed um, to make it work. You live with your mother? Yeah. You live with your mother? Yes. How old are you? 26. 26? Yeah. Move out today. <laughs> and can. then you see how your house is I would be homeless if I moved out. What? Today. I would be homeless. You would be homeless? If you move, why? Because um, I work part-time, and the cost of living in Los Angeles is ridiculous. It is. So, yeah. But get get a second part-time job. I have to see how I'm led to do that. I can't hear you. I have to see how God leads me in that, because well, I've God stopped. just told me to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, not you That's not the first time I've heard that. That's not the first time I've heard that. So yeah. what? That's not the first time I've heard that. What type of work you do? Um, I'm a part-time head instructor at a tutoring center, and uh-huh. I work with kids K through 12. Oh, yeah? Um, mostly with learning disabilities, but yeah. Do you want a full-time job? Actually, I don't know what I want. You don't know what you want? Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, you don't know what you want? Yeah. Um, I understand that. Why don't you know? Um, because a lot of, at least my journey as a Christian is waiting on the Lord and being led by him and by his spirit to make sure I'm in his will. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's me waiting on, on God's timing. Cause that's how he's led me most of my, my walk with him. Yeah. And, and do you, uh, you do my silent prayer? Um, no, because I, have some sort of like questions about it. I'm not like 100%. Um, okay. Yeah. What's your questions about it? Just biblical support for it. Speak up. Biblical support for it. What does that mean? Um, um, like based on um, what the word of God says is silent prayer in harmony with what the word of God says. Is silent prayer harmony? With the word? No, is it in harmony with the word of God? In harmony? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know, in the scripture it says, be still and know God. And also said, bring every thought into captivity, mm-hmm. meaning don't believe any of them at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, because every one you get is a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be still and know him is the primary one. And what happens when you do, he brings you out of the darkness of your imagination into the light, then you can live. So you haven't been doing it? No, because... Well, you're never going to move from your mom. <laughs> no, it just sounds to me a lot like Eastern med- meditation. and Who? Eastern meditation. Oh, and, I don't know a lot about that. Yeah. And then I, I guess, too, like when I read about prayer, how Jesus like gives an example of prayer, it's speaking to the Father. And so sometimes, I don't know if it's silent, like my heart silent or, or what not? Am I speaking? Am I not speaking? So I think yeah, that's... You, sometimes if words come, you're not restricted from saying something. But you have the Holy Spirit inside of you and he will intercede on your behalf because we don't know what to ask for. Like you said, we don't know what we want. We don't know what we need. And so he already knows our needs. And so if we just be still, he'll, he'll provide for us. But if you're whining and begging and pleading, you're going to spend another 80 years getting nowhere in life. Because you don't know. And he said, don't be like those people who are doing that. Mm-hmm. They're like publicly praying out loud or they carry on. You just be still and I'll provide. But why don't you do both of them? Do the, do your, I was talking to my cousin yesterday, and he's a Christian too. And so he was a little concerned about that. And I said, why don't you do both? Get up in the morning, do your hoop and holler. Oh, Jesus, praise you, Lord. We love you. Have mercy. 
and then do the silent prayer and you'll see which way to go on your own. Are you afraid to do it? Um, no, I mean, because I actually, uh, when I moved home, I did was doing a lot of research on prayer because I did want to connect with God in a better, greater way. Yes. And, um, and I did do a lot of research on it, but when I found myself trying to do it, um, I got spiritually attacked, and I wasn't sure. Were you trying to do what? When I was trying to be silent oh. and, and just you empty got my mind. You spiritually kind of. attacked? Yeah. In what way? Um, like, there, there were just thoughts that I know that wasn't coming from me. <laughs> and also, I felt like pre- a presence in my room sort of shaking me. And I knew it wasn't God because it wasn't peaceful. And right. I felt a lot of um, just dis- uneasiness from it. So that's why I stopped. And, I was like, and that's okay. why you stopped? Yeah. Wow. Um, yes, Wayne, when you hear her say that, what do you think? Uh, well, a couple of things. You know, Jesus gave the Lord's Prayer as a, an example. Our Father who art in heaven, we all know that one. But he also more than once went up on the mountain and prayed. He said, I'm going to go up here, and, I'm, and he would stay for hours. I doubt very seriously if Jesus talked to the Father for several hours nonstop. That's a very good point. I would think that I'm going to pray a little while. I'm going to be still a while. Just kind of a combination like you said. So I think Jesus did give us an example of, of silent prayer just by knowing he went up on the mountain to pray for hours on end. What it is, um, Christians or the preachers have taught to be still and know God is not of God. It's an Eastern religion and all that stuff. And so a lot of Christians believe it in preachers. They are afraid to be still and know God. That's why they're not doing it. But I, I do want to say to you, the mere fact that you did it and you saw all this hell coming out and around you and stuff is a reason to do it because all that hell is inside of you. And when you do, when you pray, hooping and hollering, all you're doing is feeding the hell inside of you. And you're never going to be free. So when you sit still and pray, then the Spirit is interceding on your behalf and it's taking all that away from you. And you need to sit there and allow it to happen. It's like a, uh, uh, what do you call that when you lay hands on folks and the spirit, the evil, exorcism. And that's what you need because it's holding you back in life. It's blinding you. It's these spirits that's how, that, that made a home in you and you cannot see. And that's why God wants you to be still so that he can take care of it. But, but you became afraid when it started to come out and around you. So you stopped doing it, and now it's still there. And you want to be free from that, because that's holding you back from the Father within. And you don't need to worry. You're not going to die physically. Those spirits will be taken away from you, and you can be free. What are you thinking? This your first time here? Oh, this your first time? Oh, speaking to the mic for me? Yeah. Oh, welcome. What's your first name? Charnel. Charnel? Yeah. Nice name. And how did you hear about us? Um, actually, I, I follow you on YouTube. Oh. And because um, I had voted, like I was explaining to, um, I forgot her name, I'm sorry. Um, but I voted for Trump uh, to, that, that year. Um, I was led by God to vote for him. I didn't even know why I was voting for him. And right. um, because of that, um, I had expressed that to a lot of people, a lot of my friends, and got severely excommunicated. <laughs> <laughs> and so, That's right. So because of that, I did want to uh, research more about the whole, because I've never been into politics, but I had stumbled upon your, your YouTube channel. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so do you understand you need to be still so he can get rid of those spirits that's made a home in you? Well, I... Um, well, I, I guess I'm struggling with that because I don't believe that there are spirits living in me if I if the Holy Spirit dwells in me. Um, I don't believe I could share, you know, my my temple with all these spirits and the Holy Spirit. Well, right so, now you're not. Yeah. That's why you ran. But if you sit still, the Holy Spirit will 
come and he would take over and he could get rid of all that stuff. But you need to be still so that 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 you are experiencing is inside of you. It's not on the outside, it's on the inside. But, you know, you believe the lie when it started happening. Oh, my God, this is not good. But it really is good. I've known people who, have, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't know they had this spirit of anger. And in that, it gave life to demons, right? And so when they sat still, weird things happened. I know a, a woman that I'm dealing with right now, she spit up green stuff, she said. And she wanted to run, but she heard me say, don't. Just go through it. Allow it to happen. And so she sat through it and she started to see better now. She's not afraid anymore. But you've got to go through it if you want to be free. You're not going to be free by just all that other stuff. You're going to end up like your mother. And you don't want to be like your mother. Do you? Um, she's not perfect, but... But I, that, I know, but you want to be perfect. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be perfect on this side of heaven. I'm sorry? I don't believe I'm going to be perfect on this side of heaven. Why not? Um, because the sin nature still dwells. I mean, it's, it's obviously... I know, but it was trying to come out. He was trying to take that nature away from you and, and return you to your original nature before you were traumatized. And his nature, which is God's nature... In you, you are a bit of your nature is his nature and his nature is perfect. Had you not been traumatized, you will already be growing in a perfect way. But because you overreacted to maybe your mother or somebody who impatient with you and you become like whomever you become angry at, you start living from an imperfect nature because you become like whomever you're angry at. And that needs to be taken away. and You return to your original self then you can be perfect. He said be perfect as your Father in Heaven is perfect. So you can be perfect. Your nature is a perfect nature. You're just not growing in it. <laughs> and? I, I think it's more like an imputed perfection. Um, it's what? An imputed perfection. Imputer? Imputed. What does that mean? That's a big word. Uh, that's like... No bright, that ain't no bright word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't think of an equivalent. Um, <laughs> um, what does that mean? It, it's like, um, for instance, God, when he sees me, he sees his son, Jesus. You said um, what? When God sees me, he sees his son, Jesus, because what? I have accepted him as my Lord and Savior. And um, therefore, everything I do isn't on the basis of me, but on him and what he's done for me. Uh -huh. um, that sounds so nice. But it's true. Do you have anger? No. You have no anger? No. You have none, zero? No. Do you ever get angry at times? Um, not anymore. I used to. I, how how were you able? How did you overcome it? Anger. Um, just um, a lot of it happened through prayer and getting to know um, who I am in Christ and what He has done for me and right. the overcoming victory He won for me over anger at the cross. And you say what now? The overcoming victory that He won for me at the cross. Understanding I can have that right now. Yeah. And so when I started to believe that, um, yeah, it, I overcame it. So that's good. And you, have, yeah. you don't have the spirit of anger. Okay. No. What I want you to do then is give the silent prayer another chance. Okay. Do both. All right? And God is with you. If it's wrong, he'll protect you from it. And so when you're sitting there, if you start to see all this craziness inside of you, just relax and go through it. Don't start screaming, don't run. You have to be still and go through it. All right? Do you agree with me about the great white hope? Uh, as far as what? <laughs> <laughs> President Trump. Do you know I call him the great white hope? Yes, I do, Jesse. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I get, a, I get a kick out of it. Um, yeah, I, I really believe he was um, God-ordained to be president and 
Um, and we needed that because I believe this country would have been destroyed yeah. had it gone in different different directions. So, yeah. yeah. The beauty about him, and I'm not pushing the president, but I mean, I'm, I'm pushing the president, but <laughs> I'm not telling you to vote for him because he's already been voted in. But uh, the same power that is causing him so far to endure and overcome and not take things personally and to speak up and when he's attacked, he attacked back. That same power is in you. But you're going to have to go through it in a steel-like way, like a, just kind of let it unfold by itself. But it's in you. It's in everyone who has returned to the Father. Isn't that amazing? Right? They can't hear you. She's doing uh, yeah. like this. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Any other questions for me? I'm glad you came. All right? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you have anything, just let me know. All right. Uh, yes, sir, in the white shirt. Uh, I wanted to tie my own experiences to what she said. Right. And uh, she wanted biblical um, basis about the silent prayer. Um, when uh, Jesus went on the mount and would pray for hours, the, his students would fall asleep. And he would, he would come back from the prayer and he would see them sleeping. And he would reprimand them and say, you know, Shame on you, basically. Right. You couldn't even stand still with God yep. for a little bit. And That's you what a lot of people do when they meditate, when they sit still. They, their whole mind and body relax. The body just is so, I guess, worn out from being stressed out. Yeah. They just fall asleep while, while praying. So there is the Eastern stuff about, like, there's mindfulness meditation, which is you observe your body and you go into your breathing and you just be still. But that doesn't mean that you're doing bad. It's just there's one truth. And if Christ is the truth and other people are, you know, uh, defining differently, that doesn't mean it's bad. But Mm -hmm. um, regarding what Christ said about prayer and my own experiences, I used to, I still pray a lot and I ask, but I try not to ask too much anymore. Because God would give me the stuff I asked, but I wasn't ready for them. Yeah. And they would go to waste. That's right. But also God has given good things to me, like healed my sister and different things. So, But Christ says he gives the Lord's Prayer in the Bible when they, they keep asking him. And he says, okay, say this, he, something very simple. Right. He says, don't ask too much from God or just don't keep going because God knows better what you want than you do. You might think, oh, I want this Mercedes or... I want a husband or, or whatever. I used, to ask, I, I used to go to this church over at Christian Christian Center, and they said, name it and claim it. I mean, <laughs> ask for it, right? And so I will always ask for and this is so true, I will always ask God, give me a wife. I want a wife. And then I would ask for a house and some money, you know. But every woman he gave me, I could not handle her. And so one time, the last one I was dating, I had asked for her. This was at Crenshaw. And I couldn't handle her either. And I said, you know what? I'm not, I, I can't handle her. I don't, I, I'm not going to ask anymore. <laughs> if you want me to have one, just give it to me. <laughs> because we do ask for things that we can't handle. We ask for things that we don't need. Because our ego is asking and not us. So we never ask for the right things. Sometimes we do. Like what, for example? Well, my sister was 11 or so, and she was dying. Well, that's different. And I, and I, yeah. I well, prayed healing, to Lord, yeah. but I think the key in prayer is you have to surrender yourself. So yes. in my sister's example, I, I prayed for her to be healed. But then at some point I, I said, if you take her, I'll be thankful. Yeah. I won't hold it against you. And at that point I broke into tears because in my mind I thought I killed my sister. Oh. I thought... Oh, my God, I'm going to lose her. But then I, I said, it's okay. I said, I'll still thank you, but please what, don't. Whatever his will is. Yeah. yeah. And then next morning, she was completely healed. Right. And how old is she now? She's 20. She'll be 20 September. So do you regret now praying that she stay alive? No. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> That's good, man. Let go and let God. It's so amazing. It really is. The ego have to die. And then you'll come alive to him, and then you can live. And it's going to be amazing, more than what you can even imagine. Do you have your house, is your house in order? It's not divided. Is it in order? 
I'm cleaning it up. Is it in order? <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, what does it what does it mean when I ask that question? Is your house in order? Well, I'm I'm living with a woman who I'm not married to. Oh. So, from there on, it's not in order. But um, that's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing the prayer? Yes, sir. And what do you think about the prayer? Um, no, I love it. Yeah. And uh, you just gotta let go of the things, like you, she said about like even some scary stuff. Think of it like a a fire truck passing by. Whenever you try to focus on the scary stuff or any of the thoughts, it's like you grab onto the fire truck and just flapping by there, and the thing is going and pulling you with it. You just gotta let it pass through. Yes. And the sound comes, gets stronger, and then gets weaker and goes by. It's going to be amazing. I can tell you want it. Give it a try. Stay with it and see what happens. All right? It's Tina, right? What's on your mind? You seem to be deep in thought. No, I'm just absorbing what everyone's saying. Oh, okay. You okay? I am, yeah. Life is working? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's going. It's what? It's going. Right on. Um, Let's see. House in order. Raymond, you had a question? Did I see your hand? Uh, yes. Yes, sir. Just a small compliment about what, uh, how how a person should pr- pray. What uh, what pray for? It reminds me of a uh, of a foreign movie I saw. The main character at uh, was asked what uh, what he's looking for. He said he wanted to see with eyes unclouded by hate. In a way, I uh, wait. This is what I really want. To see myself with eyes unclouded by anger. Right on. That's a good point. Superman, how about you? Your house in order? Does he look like Clark Kent? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) You don't look like Clark Kent? Well, when I take my glasses off, I can't see anything and I get beat up. (laughs) I guess I'm not. Is your house in order? I would say by virtue of the fact that I'm not in order, uh, as she referred to it. I still have a sin nature in me. Then, by that virtue, my my house could not be in order. And what's your sin nature? Just that that the dark side of me has more power over what I do than than the right side of me. Oh, like uh, you know, like they say, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah. And how long have you been aware of that? Forever. And so why is it taking forever to overcome that? That's a good question. Oh. Are you doing a silent prayer? Yes. Okay. Night and day? Yes. Every day? Yes. Every day? I'd say, I'd say about every day, except maybe if I had a fever or something. Yeah. Every day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why do you stop when you have a fever? No, I'm saying sometimes when you're, when, uh, and I use a fever like as a, um, an expression, like if your mind is completely uh, out of whack, you know, it's hard to actually focus yeah. on what you're doing. So if I had a fever of a 105, I would imagine it would be yeah. difficult to do. Yeah. Because you're in a, a tornado of, of uh, I understand that. focus. Yeah. All right. So here's what I want to do. Um, let me ask Cheryl first and then. Cheryl, your house in order? No. And and why do you say no? Um, I think it's getting there, but no. Uh, Because um, for me, what I notice is that um, I can't do certain things and please God, or put God first, and he has got to be first in my life. You can't do what? I can't do certain things and have God first in my life and he's got to be first in my life. Like what? What example of something you can't do and have God in your life? Um, ooh. Don't go nasty on me. No. Just a, <laughs> let's You're keep reading, it clean. Don't stop, stop channeling me. No, <laughs> um, okay, so like, okay, I won't go, but like dating and sex and all that stuff. Dating you know, and like, sex? Did dating, you say dating and sex? Dating and dating. I told you not to go nasty. I'm trying not to, but I'm trying to be. I'm trying to, you know. But but what I'm saying is, 
what I noticed is that I put things and people before God. Uh, and I can't do that. And you can't help yourself? Well, I think before I didn't notice it or I, I wasn't aware of it or whatever. But now that I'm aware of it, then it can't be that way. Yeah. And, and, and then I can't figure it out either. That what I notice is I can't figure stuff out. Like I said, well, I want to do this. And, and I can't. So I have to kind of just put, I have to do first things first. I have to put God first. Yeah. Do the silent. And then every, I can't work it out. Do you do the silent prayer? Yes. Every day? Yes. Night and day? Yes, I try. I'm, I'm, I'm really lagging at night, but I have to. So you say, yes, I try. Well, night and what, day? What, what happens is. I get sleepy, so I fall asleep. But when I wake up, I'll do the prayer. Do you do the silent prayer yes. night and day? Yes. Nighttime too? Yes. Every night? Yes. Night, night? Yes. All right. Uh, and then the last one is Esteban. Esteban, is your house in order? No. Why you say no now? What do you mean now? Did I say yes before? Didn't I ask you about this yesterday? Yeah, but I just said I didn't know what it meant. Oh, now you know what it means? No. I'm kind of confused if, like, is, like, my, my body, you know, my house, or, like, a, like, literally, like, your house, like, your family. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're not sure what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. Amazing. Dale, how about you? You look like your house in order. Um, I would say, because sometimes I can still get caught up in my thoughts and go with them, I yes. would say at, the, at that point, no. I would no. Say no. And what do I mean when I say your house in order? Um, I would imagine you mean being one with God, uh, seeking first after the kingdom, that sort of thing. All right. And I want you to know the reason I'm asking these things, because these are the things that I think about. You know, my focus is on me, because I want to know myself. And because I've come to realize when you know yourself, you can see everything around you. You see where people are coming from. You can see where they're deceiving you. You can see, it's like interesting how your eyes will open up. And life is great. It really is. But you got to get yourself in order first. So here's what I want to do. I want Wayne to read us uh, Matthew uh, Let's see here. I think this is 18. Wait, you bring your Bible? 21, verse 18. Uh, yeah, 18, verse... I don't know what I'm talking about here. It's okay. I'm bringing mine up. So this is perfect. Okay. Matthew. Put, uh, chapter 21, verse... Oh, here we go. 18 through 22. Got it. Matthew 21, 18 yeah. through 22. Yes. In the morning, as he was returning to the city, he became hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it, but only leaves. And he said to it, May no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither at once? And Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. But whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And in my, it says, you will not doubt at all if you have faith. You will never, ever doubt at all. And so I want to read one more. Um, when you go to 21, this is, um, no, that's enough. Okay. That's enough. Sure. So here's the point. When I ask if your house is in order, before you can bring peace to anyone else, it got to start with you first. Because until you can bring t together all those different various things that's happening inside of you, you're not going to see how to bring peace to anyone else. And so uh, faith is, and, and perfect faith is when the mind and the heart become one.
So what happens is when you return right now in a fallen state, your mind is all over the place, which is the mind of Satan, right? He's telling you this is right, that is right, this is wrong, that is wrong. And so you're not really, you don't have faith, you don't have the power that says to a situation, uh, a mountain, which means a situation, get out of here. You find yourself overreacting to it, right? But when you can bring your mind and, and heart as one within you, then you're going to have perfect peace, which is perfect faith. And when you have that, there's nothing on earth that you cannot do and overcome. But you got to have that perfect peace, perfect faith within yourself first. And so when I asked about the house, I meant you. I didn't mean your physical home. I mean, your, our body is the temple of God. So our body is just a house, and our, our nature lives in that house. Who we all live there, right? And so when you go within and start paying attention to yourself, you start to understand yourself. And then when you sit, he allows you to see what's wrong so that you can overcome it. You automatically start to overcome it. And as you overcome it, it's so weird. It's weird means good weird. Your mind is being renewed. This old mind that you have that comes from anger and it brings doubt and fear and insecurity and you, you, focus, this, you focus on the wrong things in life. You focus in a physical way rather than a spiritual way. Your focus is from without rather than from within. But when you return to the Father and just live from within, everything is renewed. You are reminded of what you already know. We already know the truth. And so what happens is when you return to the Father, you're just reminded of what you already know. You knew it as a kid, but you became angry. And most of the time it's at the parents. You become angry. And once you become angry, the real you shut down. You start to live from the nature of your father and the devil. And his nature is confusion all the time. Doubt and fear and worry, overreacting. All that stuff. You don't know what you want in life. And I know what it means not to know what you want in life. I had that. I was there. And I was frustrated because no one ever said, you know what? It's okay not to know what you want. Be still and know God. And he would take over and guide you in the, in the, on this path that he has already created for you. But you've got to get to know yourself. And you've got to bring your house to order in order for to help others. I have perfect peace. And when I'm attacked by my enemies, it's so weird because I used to be so emotional. I used to do all the prayer stuff and I went to church, I read the Bible and all that stuff. But it wasn't until I was able to sit still and I asked God one day to let me see myself because I realized I couldn't really see myself. And I asked him to allow me to see myself and he did. It was not pretty. It was a, a dark spirit inside of me, like darkness I've never seen. Not the darkness of the night, but that darkness when you land in your room at night sleep and this dark spirit flies in and it tries to hold you down in bed. And you're like, no, no, get away. And then, and then you call out Jesus' name and it leaves. That was in me. And I didn't know that was there. And then uh, he allowed me to see it because I had this anger. Everyone... Everyone who has one iota of anger, you have that dark spirit overtaking the light. You cannot see. And you're not going to be able to see until you can be honest about that anger. And then once, because that's what it means to confess your sins, right? To be honest, I am an angry person. And, and the moment you can admit that, in that very moment, things start to change. Then you start to see who are you, who you're angry at. I resented my mother because my mother tried to turn me away from my father and she was impatient. And the worst thing, the worst thing that can happen to human beings, boys and girls, little babies, adults, is to be turned away from your earthly father. Because when they turn you away from your father, you're turned away from God. That's why uh, he said that I'm going to Return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. When you can return back to your father, your earthly father, then you return to your original self. This is for men and women. Then through him, you can go to God. 
You're never going to know God as long as you resent your earthly father. You should not be angry at anyone. I know you, this is going to come back on me, but that's fine. You should not hold anger against anyone. And you should love and honor your parents. And the way you love and honor your parents is by not being angry at them. Because if you're angry at them, you're in a fallen state of emotions and they're going to control you. And especially the mother, because the mother's in that fallen state, too. And she needs the world to rotate around her to feel good about herself. She has sucked the life out of you just to keep you around. And then we have babies. She has sucked the life out of the grandkids. She's like, you're like, Mama, I'm moving to Texas. I'm getting married and moving. She's like, oh, okay. And then she'll visit you. And then you get pregnant. She's like, oh, I'm coming to stay with you. <laughs> You're like, why? Because you need me. I didn't say I needed you. But she needs that life of the youth, of the baby, right, to control it. But if you overcome that by forgiving her because she can't help it, then you can love her with the right kind of love, a love that you don't taste, you don't touch, you can't feel it. It's the way you treat even your enemy. The love I have, which is the father love, I love my enemy in the same manner I love my own kids. There's no difference in the love. And it doesn't matter how they act, what they do, that's on them. It's not me. I still love them the way Christ loved me. And that's the love you want to return to. But you've got to overcome the darkness. And that is the unforgiveness. That's the only thing that's locking you out. You can read the Bible until the cows come home. You can quote the scripture until you're black and blue in the face. You can tell others how the cow ate the cabbage. But if you don't forgive, you're not going to be free. You must forgive. Isn't that amazing? And it's so, that's all that's holding you back is going to your parents. And especially with the mother. And I say the mother because most adults are afraid of their mothers. They don't know how the mother going to over how she's going to react. They don't want to hurt her feelings. I'm your mama. I brought you here and I made you right. And so you're afraid of that. So you're not able to go and forgive her. But when you do, everything will change. You could be free and mama can or daddy can stay the same and you can deal with them and you will be free. You will treat them in the same way God is treating you. Isn't that so nice? But people, most people won't forgive. Yes, sir. I had a question about loving your enemy. Yes. Um, I'm not fully clear on that. I never have been. And what I question is, when somebody does you wrong, and you're supposed to defend yourself or even attack back, like you talk about like Trump, for example, right? And how yeah. that's a good thing. But how do you separate that defense from anger that you feel towards the person who's doing you wrong. That's Let's say an employee or an employer or a customer yes. or a partner, a business partner. You know, like when, for example, I have a business partner who's not doing his part on a contract. He's doing half of what he's supposed to on the contract at best. Right. And so I'm trying to keep myself from feeling, being filled with anger towards him. But at the same time, I'm trying to be strict with him and tell him, you know, this is how it has to be. Yeah. So how do you separate that and have that love towards your enemy but not be filled with anger? Very mamma mia, hola, good question. <laughs> hola. <laughs> Mark want to tell you. Okay. <laughs> And James, you have a question on life for me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, being angry, having anger, is judging. It's hating. Loving your enemy doesn't mean you kiss them on the mouth or, you know, whatever, you know, some emotional thing. It means you don't hate them. Even if they do you wrong, you see why they're doing you wrong. But he because doesn't want to be mad at this guy, but he can't help it. Right. But I also want to, you know, get what's right for me, make him either do his part yeah. or either give him less of a percentage in the, in the business because he's not doing his part. Being angry has nothing to do with doing what's right. You can deal with things without anger. 
Um, Bible go-to guy said that the archangel Michael, when he threw uh, Satan out of heaven, he said, I rebuke thee. You know, you just, you deal with whatever is in front of you. You don't have to get emotional about it. It's the emotion, it's that judgment that's the sin. Yes. Two more people want to respond, and then I'll move on to this. I had to deal with a situation just like that yesterday. I had a guy working for me, and uh, he's under a lot of pressure from a lot of different things. And he was so this guy was demanding a lot of things of me. So I had to, uh, you know, keep from being angry or anything. I had to just pull myself away and figure out what was right for me. And once I cleared those emotions, I was able to deal directly with that person and tell them that this is what you agreed to. This is what's going on. Um, this is what we agreed to, how much money is involved. This is what I'm paying you. And, uh, and, you, and you draw the line, and I had to draw the line in that way. So I was okay. able to deal with it because I wasn't angry and I wasn't emotional. Yes, last word, Joel. You had your hand, right? This is so good. This is like perfect. Yes. I think it's just like um, to take it to a lesser of extreme. It's just if you have kids and you're disciplining them and you know you shouldn't do it with anger, you still discipline them, though, and you know that that's the right thing, but there's no emotions involved. Or even if it's your enemy, for example, you know, like he said that sometimes you got to stand up and do something or, or fight back. But I feel like even if there's no anger attached to it, you still do it because it's the right thing to do, opposed to because that's what the other person needs, if that makes sense. Opposed to feeling a certain way about it and being angry or whatever the case may be. But I feel like it is necessary to, you can still do it without it having a, an attachment to it. That makes sense? No. <laughs> what happened, Joel? <laughs> I know. I try. I try. If you I gotta try. ask me if it makes sense, but that's how you Yes, duh. He said all those words. Does that make sense? <laughs> and he sounded so good with him and felt good, huh? <laughs> He's like, I'm preaching right now. <laughs> this is helpful. Yes. The other day, I had to deal with somebody, and um, they were. I was telling them the way it should be. This is what we got to do. This is what we can't do. And the person, the person was coming up with, the, well, what about, what about? And I, I saw my anger just rise, and I was like, but I caught it, right? Now, I'm not always saying you're going to catch it, but this time I caught it. And I was able to say exactly what I had to say to the lady without, without really lashing out. So I would say, even if you did lash out, just go back and say sorry. Just deal. I mean, you can't control your anger, really. Just do what you got to do to get the job done or your deal met. And then if you, you lash out, just go back and say sorry. <laughs> All right. I just saw Ed. Then nobody else on this. I got to go here. So, so the biggest temptation is to be all namby-pamby and do nothing. Right? Say, oh, I'm going to be angry, so don't do anything. You know, baloney. Uh, go ahead and tell them. And like, kind of like Doug said. So, oh, I said it wrong. I said it. And you're going to learn how to say it next time. But don't be afraid of, oh, I shouldn't be angry. Oh, I should. No, don't do that stuff. That's, you know. Nice haircut, yeah. Thank you, What is love? I don't know how to put it in words. I want to know what love is. <laughs> da, 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 da. I want you to I don't show know, not me. I'm feeling anger. <laughs> I don't know. So you don't know what love is? Caring for a person. I don't know. I don't know, actually. I can't. Really love is not hating. When you don't have anger, you have love. And you have perfect love. And so. Overreacting to your friend or your business partner, you cannot help it until you overcome that spirit of anger. And what people don't know, and I didn't know until it happened, the spirit of anger is taken away from you. 
And so, and the only thing that's left is the spirit of love, which is God's nature, right? And but people don't know that. And the only way you're going to know it for sure, it has to happen to you. And so, when that spirit of anger is taken away from you, because it's a spirit that's made a home in you, and it's not you, but it presents itself as though it is you, and you believe that it's you. But when you can realize you have this anger, and knowing in your heart that it's wrong, he will take it away from you, and it'll be something that you never have to deal with again. So when you're dealing with your friend, your girlfriend, or your business partner, or anyone, anger is not even something you think about, because it's not there anymore. So you don't have to wait. And I'm, I'm glad when he said he watched it coming up and then go, I understand that. But I want you to know that that spirit cannot live in the same house. You're not, it can't. It has to be. Before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive, right? And the kingdom of heaven is inside of us. And you cannot enter, and it's up there too, but the kingdom within. And you cannot enter into that kingdom with a dark spirit. It has to be taken away from you. So when you realize you're wrong for being angry and you just sit still, just realize it. Don't judge it as right or wrong. Just know it's there. It's wrong for having it, right? It will be taken away. And so when you're in tough situations, the anger is never there. So you, you can see how to deal with the situations without, without even thinking about it. You, you, you will be able to be honest. You will be able to speak up. You will be able to see what this person needs to do, get rid of this person or whatever, right? But if you have that anger, it causes you to doubt and it causes you to overreact. But it got to be taken away from you. You're not going to be able to help yourself until he take that away from you. That makes sense? Yes, sir. Uh, it's slowly so, leaving, but I still need to work on that. And the only thing you need to do as far as work, be still and watch. Because he's going to bring you out of your imagination. The problem is when you have anger, you live in, in, in the mind of Satan. But you think it's your mind because it sounds like you. It quotes the scriptures. It does everything that you think the voice of God is doing. And so you, until you can get rid of that, it's going to be difficult. So all you need to do is pray and watch. Become the observer and it will change itself. Because it's a spiritual thing. And there's nothing you can do about it but come out of denial about having the anger. That's all you need to do. Okay. That makes sense? Yes, sir. And so he will take the anger away, which is St. Nature. He will give you back love, which is his love. And his love is patient endurance. It endures all things. And it never takes anything personally. It doesn't overreact. It, it overcomes. And so that's what's going to happen. You've got to get rid of the anger. Because yeah. if you don't, you're going to make the wrong decision with this guy. It looks like it's the right decision, but it'll be the wrong decision. That makes sense? Oh, yes. In the meantime, though, you should speak up anyway. And as Doug said, if the anger come out, comes out, just say, look, I'm sorry for being angry, but this has to change. You know, speak up anyway. Otherwise, you, you become angry at yourself for not speaking up. And one thing will lead to another one. Well, at first I lashed out at him. Yeah. Over a little thing. Yeah. But afterwards, uh, I spoke more, more clearly. I realized I was wrong for being angry, for one, and how I let the anger get a hold of me. Right. And it was like I wasn't at the wheel. Yeah. I was maybe in the trunk. That's yeah. right. <laughs> That's right. But I'm telling you, folks, you got, he will take the spirit away from you. And so it, it would no longer be an issue. And so no matter what you come up against, you can now see, and seeing causes you to overcome. And so you end up, you're going to love your enemies in the same way you love your family member. You just don't have a negative, you know, you're just watching. You're being honest, you're being fair, you see where they're coming from, you see that they can't help themselves, you're not taking a person. It's an interesting way to live. You would be in the world, you'd be of the world, you'd be in it but not of it. You have an invisible bubble put around you that protects you from the world. And your mind and your heart will become one. And in that one, perfect faith, and whatever you say will come to pass. Isn't that amazing? It's so simple. But you got to let go. You got to forgive. And don't ask to be forgiven by anyone. You forgive them 
because it's your anger toward them that is judgment. Judgment is playing God, and playing God is the sin. It's not the stupid stuff you do as a result of being in sin, you know, like lying, sex, and all that stuff. The sin is the judgment, playing God, judging yourself and others, having opinions about things. When you return to the Father, you're going to be guided by the light. All your little opinions are going to fall away because you'll be able to see what to do and not to do. Isn't that so nice? He loved us. He, that's why he sent Christ. And Christ restored everything so that if we believe in, in the Son, we can believe in the Father. And your earthly father is the Son. And so I was about to say, if you've got to be angry, don't be angry. Everybody hear me saying don't, right? And so when you leave here and they say, well, Jesse says it's okay to hate your mother. <laughs> It is not okay to be angry at your parents or anyone, right? But let's say you just love being angry. <laughs> and if you just got to be angry, it's best to be angry at your mother than it is at the father. <laughs> and you know why? Because it's the father that you go back to the creator through, not the mother. God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. That's the spiritual order. So, but I'm telling you, drop the anger for your parents so you can honor your parents, meaning respect them but not be afraid of them, not be controlled by them, not feel guilty by them. You know, like, not feel like you have to go over there for dinner when you really don't want to. You know, you have control, you can speak up for yourself. But you've got to overcome the anger. Even in the Lord's Prayer, it says, forgive as I forgive. How many times should I forgive my enemies? Something like seven times, seven times, seven, seven. seven yeah, so you live a life of forgiveness once that spirit of anger is taken away. And it will be taken away. But you got to sit still and allow it to happen. Last thing. Go ahead, James. Uh, got a few questions, but one of them was, is it possible to be angry in my thoughts? Yes. Only. Because it's the thoughts, which is the mind of Satan, that causes you to become angry. Because you believe a lie. And every thought that you get, the ones that build you up and the ones that let you down are all lies. And so you can get mad. It's going to tell you, look at him. He's looking at you. <laughs> he thinks he's better than you. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not better than me. And then you won't go over and ask to find out. You run off and tell somebody else. I saw Smitty at church today. And he was looking at me. And he thought he was better than me. <laughs> So did you ask Smitty? No, but I can tell. <laughs> and that's Satan lying to you. And then you finally see Smitty the next Sunday. You're like, why were you looking at me? And he, he would say, oh, I wasn't looking at you. Were you there? He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, no, I was thinking about some situations. I didn't even know you were there. But that's how the thought set you up. So Adam believed the lie and fell away from the truth. Now we have to doubt the lie. And then we can believe the truth. And Jesus was the truth. Just doubt every thought. When you doubt every thought, then you have the truth. I'm telling you, every thought you get is a lie. And you've noticed it only tells you about the past, which doesn't exist, so that's a lie. If someone beat you up last night, how many people were beat up last night? Nobody got a beating? Okay. So let's say somebody beat you last night. And so you see this person today, that doesn't mean they're going to beat you today. But Satan say, oh, they're going to beat you today. Like they did last night, but things could have changed. And one night it can change just like that. So you wait and see rather than prejudge. That's why you got to doubt every thought. Every thought. Yes? Somebody else is asking if um, suppressing your anger is forgiveness. No. You don't want to suppress it. You don't want to control it. Do not deny it. Just observe it. Come out of your... And when you feel that anger, relax in it. Don't fight it. 
Don't name it and claim it. Just relax in it and go about your day being aware it'll be taken care of. It will be taken away from you. Do not suppress it because it only gets worse and bring on more destruction for you. So don't, don't, don't suppress it. Don't deny it. Don't control it. Watch it. So when the pain comes, relax in it and let God's will be done. Yes. Um, lastly, there are some people asking about like the silent prayer and its support in the Bible or something like that. Right. But I just recommend they call into your show. Oh, okay. Yeah, call me on my show and I can deal with it. But, you know, it's in the Bible. Be still and know God. Mm-hmm. Of yourself, you can do nothing. Of yourself, you know nothing. Don't be like the hypocrites praying out loud. They know not what to ask for. They get their reward because it feels good to pray out loud. It feels good to use those words. Don't be like that. Just be still and know the Father. He's inside of you. So here's my silent prayers at rebuildingtheman.com slash church. I recommend you do it. And if you and I know a lot of uh, Christians are afraid to because you've been told Middle Eastern stuff and all that stuff. But you give it a try. You have nothing to lose. Life. I mean, anything just get worse in your life. But do it. And do your other prayer too, and do that, and just see what happens. You will see for yourself, and then you will know for yourself. So I highly recommend that you do it first thing in the morning, last thing at night. I've been doing it for 29 years now. And, and what I've noticed is that my mind has changed. I have perfect peace. Uh, my life is amazing. It's, it's mind-blowing. And yet, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. It's just unfold by itself. And there's nothing in life that I'm doing that I ever imagined I would be doing. Really. I never, I, I thought I was going to be a little player. I really did. You know, a lot of women, nice car. That's what I was working toward. <laughs> I was gonna, and I had a little red uh, Mustang thing there. and What? what? A Dachshund. Who said that? I had a red 280Z Dachshund. It doesn't get any better than that. And I bought a house. I had nice clothes. That's where I was going. It changed. When I forgave my mother and father, God forgave me. He took that spirit away. And every, it's like life just flowing out now. It has its own life. And it's in everybody like that. But you got to let go and let God. It's in you. That that comes out, giveth life. And that that goes in destroys you. All right. So anyway, I appreciate that. Let me hear from you. And don't forget to like, follow, <coughs> subscribe, and do all that good stuff. We have a counseling. If you need counseling, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. And I was told not to say you might need two only. <laughs> you, you need one, but you might need two. But most people want at least one other follow-up. But I highly recommend the counseling service. And we need your support. Make sure you donate, tithe, and offer with us. We've got a lot of work to do. And call into the show with your questions as well. I'm on our Newsmax first thing in the morning from 6 to 7. But my show is three hours long. All right? And thank you all for uh, tuning in. And thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. It's so simple, folks. I wish I could get you to just know that. 